This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. Hi, this is Annie Grace, and welcome to this Naked Mind podcast. I'm here with Kelly. Hi, Kelly. How are you? Hi. Great. Thanks for being here. Um, so why don't you sort of tell us a little bit about yourself and, and take us back to kind of where drinking all started for you. Okay. Um, so drinking started affecting me before I actually began drinking. Um, so my mom, my mom struggled with alcohol for a long time. So when I was a little kid, all growing up, um, there was a lot of, a lot of issues, a lot of, a lot of abuse, physical and emotional abuse from, from my mom. So that really affected me. And, um, yeah. Uh, and so I started experimenting when I was a teenager, probably 15, 16, you know, like sneaking booze from friends, you know, basement, their parents collection, stuff like that. And I always, um, even when I first started drinking, I would always drink too much on a really cheap date. Um, I don't need, I don't need a lot. And, uh, there was a lot of, a lot of hungover times. Um, so when I, when I went to college, you know, it's kind of the normal college routine of drinking on the weekends and maybe a little bit on the weekdays, but some of my jobs in my twenties, I did a lot of travel and I did a lot of field work and seasonal work, um, in and out of the country. So it was just like, there was a lot of partying. Um, and it was just, it's just the culture. Like you, um, like you talk about so often, like it's just ingrained in our culture. Like, Oh, you know, what do you want to drink? Um, and so, but I always had this like idea of basically like cognitive dissonance because I dealt with my mom because I was so aware that Mm. I can't be like that, you know, that's not okay. And so, basically the whole time I was like kind of struggling with that. Um, and yeah, I would go for periods of time. Like I was never a daily drinker. I never got to the point where it was like, I was drinking, you know, like X amount of units a night or anything like, so I was like, well, you know, I don't drink in the morning and I, I don't drink every day. Sometimes the days that I didn't drink, it was because I was kind of hungover and I was like, Whoa, I need a day off, you know? Um, and I didn't miss work, you know, like I'm very functional, very functional alcoholic, if you will, um, if I was to call myself that. But uh, so, yeah, you know, in and out of school and different things. I work in healthcare now, so I made it through school just fine, you know, didn't drink much. And I got into, a, I was in a relationship um, and that totally crashed and burned. And alcohol was a factor with that. Um, And I didn't realize looking back, I mean, there's so many red flags, you know, there's so many red flags. There were so many times when like I could have two or three times I could have gotten a DUI. I had been pulled over and I am lucky. I'm really lucky. A couple of times where, you know, I probably eh, could have died. I don't know. Um, (laughs) So, you know, but, oh, I better clean myself, you know, clean my act up and like I shouldn't drink for a while or I ended up in the hospital once, you know, so I didn't drink that whole summer. I was 20, so I was underage. Um, and, but then, you know, like you're in college and 
it was never like I never really made the definite choice. There's all these like warning signs and red flags like that I couldn't handle um, handle my booze. I like to drink with the boys too. So and I'm not I'm not the size of a dude, you know, men process alcohol differently than women, you know, and that whole movement of like women are drinking more is really mm -hmm. interesting because I felt like I want to, you know, like I want to be kind of badass. Like I've had some jobs, you know, all sorts of different jobs doing things. So I just, <clears throat> that would get me in trouble. And uh, so I'd try to have a two to one rule. So if the guy I'm with has two drinks, I have one drink, but sometimes even that's too much for me. Um, so yeah, <clears throat> so I had, you know, a relationship kind of kind of fall apart and I, I can't completely blame alcohol, but, <clears throat> um, and then I got into another relationship and I found myself um, getting kind of stressed out and turning to drinking for less socialization and more like, because I was lonely um, <clears throat> and because I was stressed. Um, you know, trying to be a stepmom and all that stuff, which I love, but I was, I was definitely, <clears throat> it was, it was getting to a different level of, of drinking, um, more hangovers, you know, just like I would stop for a while and then I would start again. And it got to a point where like I was blacking out more and I've had these incidences where I was actually physically abusive. Um, to my partner who's a male who's twice as big as me and like who am I to do that and it's, so it's like the whole 5% of your brain is conscious 95% is subconscious it's really interesting when I've looked into all of this because I um, you know I have things in, in my brain from my childhood um, and I'm not trying to point fingers and I don't think I'm special like everybody goes through stuff you know um, I actually just recently forgave my mom for everything but there it's there you know and so like i've worked to emdr i have a therapist i do trauma therapy um you know but like the fact that this drink that's so socially acceptable and so poisonous um can turn me into like this different person that i would never do that nothing ever happened when i was sober it was always when i was very impaired <laughs> and there were times when i don't remember i don't remember what happened, I'll never remember, you know? And like, he didn't even tell me sometimes what, would ha what had happened until after he broke up with me. Um, so so that, was, that was actually four and a half months ago. Um, and <clears throat> right before Christmas, actually. And um, so things had kind of, things had kind of escalated with my drinking. I was using it for the wrong reasons and um, blacking out more and, um, yeah, so I decided, I just decided I'm, I need to stop drinking. I contacted a friend and then she had a friend over and they're both in AA. And I was like, I don't know if I'm an alcoholic or not. It was that whole thing. So I went to some AA meetings um, and then found, read a lot of books like you. I like to do a lot of research. So I found out about a smart recovery. I came across your book, William Porter's book, you know, Craig Beck's book, um, and all this all this great information, which has been so helpful and just really dove into recovery. Um, and, and now there's a global pandemic. <laughs> so I guess that kind of is the synopsis of um, my, of my story. Do you have any questions? Um, that's great. Thank you for sharing that. I think uh, when you were talking about like the subconscious, especially in, in relation to 
you know, like just getting violent or getting physical with your partner. Um, talk more about that. Did you feel like maybe getting what you want uh, ingrained in you in terms of like, okay, this is what my mom did to get what she wanted. So this is what I need to do to get what I wanted. Or this is how my mom dealt with anger. So this is how I need to deal with anger. Or were you approaching it from a totally different angle? And I'm just... Um, No, I don't... I mean, you're being very rational about it, (laughs) um, which I love. But I I wasn't... There wasn't... It wasn't that rational. It was... um, Like I said, it was really impaired. So I think it was just like learned behaviors that were coming out. Um, Mm -hmm. And normally like... So I have some kind of codependency issues from growing up that I'm really working through. Um, so in the relationship, I, I don't think I was getting enough of what I needed and I could rationalize that with my subconscious brain. But once you drink, that goes, that prefrontal cortex is gone <laughs> to after a certain point when you're drinking, you know? Um, so I think it was just like, almost like rote memory cause it's, it's in there. Um, and just, I dealt with some, a little bit of anger management. I'm actually a pretty relaxed person, but I do have some anxiety that has gotten way better since I stopped drinking. Um, and I think it's probably just, yeah, it was just, it was just in there and there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of, of thinking about it. It just happened. Yeah, Yeah, it's hard. It was very, very shameful, very, very ashamed. And that's so hard for me. And just to bring it to light, um, I don't remember if it was you that was talking about this or where I read it, but like you need to bring, if you have a shameful um, feeling to vanquish it or to um, get rid of it, you just kind of expose it to the light and just, it's such a vulnerable place to be, but um, it's really important. That's been really, really powerful for me to just feel that like, okay, (laughs) it's out there. Yeah, it, it's literally one of the hardest things we'll do because it goes against everything that says like, oh my gosh, if somebody knew this, I won't be loved, I'll yeah. be abandoned, I'll be left alone, all of these things. But it um, truly does eliminate shame. Like vulnerability like eliminates shame. Yeah. It makes it go away. And um, the more the more when we feel that dark place, like, oh, don't say this, the more we can say it in the right, right context, of course, right. with the right yeah. people in the right circumstance, the, the more that, that dark place can't survive, which I think is so good, so important. Yeah, and the more that I shoved it down, um, cause like I got really drunk at my friend's wedding 13 years ago and I finally just apologized to her like literally a couple weeks ago. Um, I just, it, like all that stuff I was just shoving down and it makes it worse, it doesn't go away. You know, it kind of festers. Um, so, so yeah, to just get it out. Yeah, that's so good. So um, when you uh, started to think about your drinking in regards to all this, was it very clear like, okay, no, alcohol is the problem? Or was it kind of like, I don't know if it is or not, but I might try it out? Or how did that journey go? I mean, I knew, I knew that it was an issue. And I had, I had tried the whole moderation thing, like only drink this, only drink at that time and blah, 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 blah. Um, It's that whole classic rigmarole and it would always just kind of start escalating again my my drinking and um so and it was really scary because I was like well I talked to my friends um and I decided like reaching out was pretty huge because normally I would just not say anything 
Um, but that I had no accountability. So then I would just be like, well, just, I guess I'll have a glass of wine. But, um, so reaching out was really good. And then, um, I, it was scary because I was like, never going to drink again. Like it was like a friend, you know, alcohol was a friend. Like I was, my partner was gone a lot and you know, I was, I was home and I was stressed with stuff and it was just always there. Um, mm -hmm. he, he drank and he drinks, you know, so it's like we would drink together and, and I was like, Oh my God, I'm never gonna like, never, I, the whole never thing was tough for a lot of people. And so I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna like, so going through the whole breakup too was awful. I'm still dealing with a lot of stuff. Um, and a lot of people would drink during that time, but I just, I wasn't really eating. I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything. <laughs> I was working. Um, that was about it. I would drag myself to work. So, um, yeah, I just, I knew, I knew that there, I had to make a change. Um, and yeah, between, between the breakup and dealing with the holidays and, and everything, I just was like, you know, moving out of our house. Um, it was just, it felt different. It felt different. I was like, there was other times when I was like, oh my God, I'm never going to do this again. Um, as far as like having an incident or a meltdown when I was drunk, you know, like getting angry or emotional. Um, but this time it was, I was like, I can't do this. You know, like I can't do this to myself, to someone else. Like, um, I was honest with my mom too. And you know, she still drinks and kind of struggles with stuff. So just trying to like make a big change. So, yeah. That's so awesome. And you said you'd gone on like a forgiveness journey with her. Was that recent after you stopped or was that kind of before? Yeah. Um, it was, so I had started that whole thing because it's such a big release um, <clears throat> with a therapist a couple of years ago, two, two and a half years ago, but I wasn't ready. And I just, with, the, with all of this going on, like just the clarity of sobriety, mm. it's pretty incredible. And just all the work that I was doing, um, I did end up talking to her on the phone because she lives a few hours away and there just wasn't a good time when my parents were visiting. So um, that was in, I want to say like mid or late February. So it was like a couple months ago. Um, and that was, that was tough. It was, it's pretty huge, you know. Um, and she just did the best job she could. She had um, a lot of abuse from her mom, you know, so this, this intergenerational cycle of abuse, um, physical abuse, alcohol abuse. I don't know if my grandma drank, but in any case, like, I was like, it stops here. You know, like, it stops here. I don't have kids of my own. Um, but yeah, it just, it gets scary when, when you don't remember things and you don't have control over things and you don't know why you're doing things. You don't know who that person is inside of you. It's scary. Yeah. That's so good. That's, that's amazing. And how did she react? Um, well, she was, she was, she reacted in the way that my mom reacts, um, which is kind of a little bit of denial, but she ultimately kind of, you know, broke down and, and she recognized, I mean, years ago, I remember her admitting to me that like, she, and she felt bad that these things had happened and she was drunk, you know, most of the time, you know, and <clears throat> So I knew that it was that. And I was the one, I was the, the daughter that always knew that she was sneaking wine. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know, it affected me more than it affected my sister. For sure, I was definitely, I was right there. I was in it. 
I don't know. It's just my personality. <laughs> I like to experience things. <laughs> it's interesting too, because it is such a hard thing when you are drinking and don't remember everything clearly, you know, yeah. to really um, even take ownership of your actions or even like understand that they happen because as right. far as you're concerned, it just didn't exist in your mind, you know, to whatever degree. Um, right. But yeah. And then there's also just the stupid things that happen where you're like, Oh God, did I really say that? You know, like all oh, that stuff is that's stressful. And, uh, and just like the day after anxiety stuff. Oh, that was getting worse. I noticed that the anxiety. From yeah, the hangover and that was just like kept being like, reach new lows of like, how bad can I feel? And then <laughs> drink yeah. to make it go away and do it again. It was, it's really interesting how you get so caught up in that cycle. And, you know, for me at least, the alternative before I really had any of the knowledge around, you know, what alcohol was or what it does or why my brain wanted to drink in the first place, like the alternative of not drinking just seemed so horrific. It, it seemed so much worse, you know, it, it felt like, oh, that would be mm -hmm. such a punishment or could I even do it? I had a whole aspect of like not even believing that it was possible because I had tried other times. And so, yeah, I know. And it's, um, I, th I felt like I should, I should be enough of an adult and responsible enough and, and good enough to moderate and to be able to handle my alcohol, you know, and like that people would kind of look down on me if I stopped drinking like my, my ex. Um, and I stopped drinking and, and he was like, this is a really good thing for you. Like, I respect you more that you're doing this. I'm like, oh my God, I'm such an idiot. I should have done this a while ago. I just felt like kind of ashamed that like, I can't, I can't handle myself. Um, <clears throat> and uh, yeah. I have a list here of things. Hunger was one of my triggers. Hangry, hungry, ha hungry, angry, lonely, tired. I noticed that now. Hunger is one of my triggers. I'm like, ooh, because I would have a drink or beer or whatever on an empty stomach and like I'm kind of small so it was just like insta buzz and I remember one time thinking that um I don't think I mentioned this yet but if I would get like a little bit of buzz it would take that anxiety edge off and I was like god I wish I could just drink a little bit all the time just mm -hmm. to have that and then immediately after that I was like that's a really bad thought, Kel. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> that's not okay. So, um, yeah, it just gives you that feeling and that initial like 20 to 30 minutes of that buzz is what we remember, you know? Yeah. We don't remember all those other times when we're like, ah, um, kind of like glassy-eyed and just repeating ourselves. <laughs> and it doesn't even work like that. Like, even if we could just take like five yeah. sips of beer every, like it just doesn't work like that, you know? Yeah, but we know. have these ideas, you know, and we grasp onto just that little bit of relief. Um, yeah, it's, it's so insidious in that way. And I think specifically for that, like the buzz, I think that's one of the hardest things for people to come to terms with is like, well, where am I going to get that buzz? Where am I going to feel that feeling? You know? Yeah. And, and they're like, you know, people are like, you know, pour a cup of tea and you're like, okay, I call BS on that. Cause that's not right. going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Caffeine <laughs> has its benefits. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Caffeine <laughs> is great. <laughs> I, I ate lots and lots of gummy bears in the early days, Yeah, <laughs> but, but it wasn't the same. And I think that for me, at least I had to just really be real about that and, and kind of what 
I guess now I would say would be like the net effect of it. So, so that looks like, okay, so there is that buzz for 20 minutes. Um, but what does that cost me? And it was kind of that visual of like, okay, alcohol will pick me up, but like over time it pushes me down further than it picks me up. So then when it picks me up again, I'm lower than when I started before I was drinking. And so like alcohol will pick me up, but never as far up as it kicked me down in the first place. Mm -hmm. Right. And it is that like law of diminishing returns, I guess is the technical word for it, where like you really, and then you want to do it more because you're actually lower. Like your baseline is lower. Like you talk about set points, right? Like emotional set points or weight set points or whatever set points. Like the act of drinking is lowering your set point of well-being. Mm. And you drink more to try to get back up because it's very deceptive because you have this set point of well-being. Then you have a drink and it spikes you above it for 20 minutes, but then it lowers the whole thing. Right. And so you actually feel worse after those 20 minutes, but then you don't connect those things in your brain because who would? So you think, oh, another drink's going to be the answer. And then it spikes you up and then it it goes back down. And then the next day you're lowered overall because you actually are withdrawing a little bit from the alcohol you had before. And then that perpetuates and perpetuates. And so I think one thing that people notice over time, and I think it does take time, like to, to get away from it, really re- rejig kind of your thinking is that you're like wow my my normal well-being is is like better than it was and i noticed it like you in in anxiety because like the anxiety that was just constant started to lessen or i started to have moments i remember being in a position where literally i felt anxious most of the time you know Mm. and and then now being in a position where yeah, I have anxiety, but it's some of the time on occasion, it's not a way of life. It's not a right. constant, which it was before. <clears throat> and anxiety is a, it's a normal emotion and it's linked to fear, which, you know, kind of tells you that there's something going on that you need to address. So it's not like you're ever, anyone's ever going to get rid of anxiety. It's just like, you know, you can, I can handle, I'm in the middle of moving. There's a global pandemic. I'm going through a breakup, like all this stuff. I'm still working, blah, blah, blah. you know, like I'm okay. I'm okay. Like I would have been a lot more of a mess. And I know people, some of my close friends are like, they're drinking a lot more than they normally would, you know, during this whole thing. But, um, but yeah, that's so interesting because you don't realize that sort of insidious onset of alcohol either through the course of a night or just overall in like your drinking career, uh, if you will, uh, you don't notice that it's like the frog in the, in the frying pan kind of thing. Um, and until you stop and you step away and like, oh my God, I didn't realize how, how much it was affecting things from anxiety to just general overall well-being of, um, I'm usually a pretty upbeat person, I'm pretty resilient, but um, yeah, it just, it would make me really grumpy. You know, it's just, there's so many things now that I have more time to enjoy. I think drinking kind of almost just squashes any kind of mindfulness and gratefulness that you might have uh, a little bit. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but I mean, you can still be thankful of things when you're drunk, but <laughs> you know, I just think that clarity is, is gone. Um, so really realizing, you know, that how that really affects you, it affects so much, so many things. Um, even just like my eyes are clear physically, emotionally, mentally, it's just, it's been really good. So yeah. So awesome. Yeah. Eyes, skin, teeth, like just people are like, wow, what are you doing? Did you lose weight? Or, you know, I'm like, no, I just, you know, 
it's just different. Like I just feel like there's, I think there's just like more life in my life really. And, and that doesn't mean that everything's all up all the time. It just means that everything's more everything. Everything is (laughs) more. Yeah. I mean, life still has ups and downs, of course. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, I forgot what I was going to say, actually. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no problem. But yeah, physically and from a vanity standpoint, it's definitely a huge, huge plus, which is yeah, great. Definitely. Um, yeah, and I, I would I get nervous, like, well, I haven't been able to go out a whole lot, but before this whole global pandemic, I, I was able to go out and, you know, have just like a a soda or a ginger beer or like I get something fancy to kind of take the place of alcohol because like really if I could have anything in my hand and I would I would drink it you know it doesn't have to be like a poisonous some you know alcoholic beverage so I've been kind of experimenting with different things like I'll get pomegranate juice which has a ton of antioxidants and I'll put it in a nice wine glass and I'll have like you know dinner with that and maybe some people would get freaked out by that but I don't know it just it just makes me feel fancy. So, um, yeah, I feel like it's totally what works for you. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I think that part of the whole thing is all the glasses and the fanciness about it yeah. and the whole ambiance. Um, I recently came across a new like mocktail type thing. It's called Kin, Kin oh, yeah. Forks or something. And I was like, wow, this presentation of this is like top notch. It's like one of the best I've ever seen from just a, you know, bringing all that kind of, um, I don't know that whatever it's called the the kind of allure the of, branding and marketing yeah the branding and the allure and the like yeah. this is fun and sexy and interesting yeah but doing it in a way that's healthy you know so it's right. like you get the best of both worlds because there's no alcohol in it it's like oh that's really cool I haven't actually tried it but I was like that's really neat I really think that like I've not seen um a, a brand do that yet and it's just really impressive but yeah I totally understand yeah. that for sure that's really cool. <clears throat> yeah. Well, um, how was it? Uh, I guess it's kind of a weird time to ask this, but how has it been socially? <laughs> um, pretty good, actually. I'm just really honest. I'm a very honest person. I'm just like, I just lay it all out there. So, you know, just kind of getting to know different people. Um, Cause after the breakup, you know, like uh, that was my life. So, you know, I, I just need to kind of build back my life back up. So I've been able to go out and my friends have been really supportive, which is good. Um, I don't really have anyone that I was like a drinking buddy with necessarily. So I feel lucky for that. Um, cause I, uh, drinking wasn't like my entire life, you know, it's not like I was a bartender and I was drinking like every day all the time. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been pretty good. Like I do get some cravings sometimes if I think about, um, really good New England IPA. (laughs) Um, but, and like going out to like a brewery, which we can't do right now, but that's probably, that's going to be a little tricky. Um, but like I said, like my friends are all really supportive. Um, and yeah, it's just, I have more fun too. I think, um, I just, I just feel kind of a little more free, you know, like I know I'm in more control of myself. Like when you drink, and like I said, it doesn't take a lot for me to get, probably get to 0.08, but, um, 
yeah, it just would feel yeah, like I'm not in control of myself, you know? And then, and then I would do something inevitably kind of silly or stupid. Um, yeah. So um, let me ask you kind of the question that I, that I sort of wrap up with, but if you were going to go back and um, talk to yourself, the self that was, you know, kind of in the midst of it, doing stuff that she just didn't even remember, much less wanted to be doing, um, what would you tell her about how life is now? Um, yeah. Uh, I knew you were going to ask this too, because I've listened <laughs> to like a ton of your podcasts and I'm, I'm still like, Nurr. um, so <clears throat> it's not nearly as bad. In fact, it's a lot better than I, w I ever thought. Um, you know, obviously there's difficult times, but what I was drinking to kind of numb um, were the problems that drinking was creating um, to kind of break it down simply. So, so it was actually a lot bigger of a factor in my life than I ever realized. Um, and I, I, I wish I could take it all back um, and still, still be with, with the guy that I was with, but, um, just that, like, you don't have to do this. Like, you don't have to do, get in this repeated cycle. Um, like, just take that leap of faith. It's, it's really not that bad. It's pretty awesome. It's fine. Like, it's, alcohol plays such a small part in our lives, um, as far as that, how should I say this? Um, it's, it's an easier thing to give up. Even it seems like it's a big deal, but it actually really isn't that big of a deal. Like you can go out and you can do all the things that you want to do. You can go to shows, you can do all of that stuff, but you don't have to drink. So I was thinking like, Oh my God, I can't have like a party and I can't go to parties and I can't go to barbecues and I can't, you know, like all the things that I did when I was drinking, I was like, Oh, I can't do this anymore. But like you can, it's just a different mindset. So um, I think that was one of the things with me. I was like, well, I can't quit because then I'm not like, that's, it seemed like such a big part of my life, but there's so much more to it. And you actually end up having more fun. Um, throw a little cannabis in there and you're fine. Yeah. And more fun and more time. And I think that's yeah. so true is like alcohol. It is really a small thing, but we can give it, we can make it the biggest thing. And I guess we right. can do that with anything, but we just right. tend to, as a culture, do that with alcohol more than most things. Yep. Um, but then if we can, you know, just shift our mindset to look at it, it can become a really super small thing again. And it just is a matter of like what lens you're looking through. Um, yeah. And I love that. Um, so I did the AA thing and how a lot of people that are turned off by it don't like the I'm powerless and all of that. And I think it's good in a lot of ways. And once we can go to meetings again, I'll probably go to, to some of them, but I love um, some of these alternative ways, like your, your book and your school of thought of, of just like taking your power back, you know, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's okay. <laughs> you can be around it and maybe even have a drink and, but like, just be aware of what you're doing and what it's doing to you. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much, Kelly. It's really been fun to get to know you and good luck with the move and everything else. Thank you. <laughs> All right, have a great day. All right. You too. Bye. Okay. Bye.
Hi, I'm so excited, you guys, because we are just about to start another live alcohol experiment. And if you do not know about the alcohol experiment, you need to literally drop everything right now and go to thisnakedmind.com forward slash LAE. That's LAE for live alcohol experiment. And here's the thing. This 30-day challenge is designed to interrupt your patterns and put you back in touch with the best version of you. You know it's that version that's living the most joyful life, that version that doesn't need alcohol to relax or have a good time and that version that's having more fun and is more peaceful than ever again it's a 30-day challenge it's live it's starting on the first so hurry up go to thisnakedmind.com forward slash lab and as always rate review and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today